From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome everyone out there on the World Wide Web. You're listening to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. I wanted to make sure we got that out of the way. You know, World Wide Web. Times we just go, yeah, the World That's Wide 1995, Web. That's 1995, dude. That's yeah. when Al Gore invented, invented no, it. No, we're still out there on the oh. World Wide Web. And you're still the number one co-host on I, the I World Wide Web. The number yeah. one co-host? Thank yeah. you, Ray. And guess what? Thank you. What? It's Happy Valley again. It, <laughs> it was sad last week. That it's roller coaster is going up and, up down, and down. But I'm I'm glad it's going up, and I'm glad it goes down. I'm glad. It, but you know what? That has to end right now. The season is such that there's no time for winning and losing and winning and losing. Because if you win and you lose and you win and you lose, you're, you're, gonna, gonna, be, you're, you're not going to be in the playoffs. Not going to happen, man. Well, I always look it up and down at the last that last play on the Cardinals game uh, when. Um, um, Kellen Winslow Jr. went up for the ball, got the ball. He went up, and he came down. Game was over. They lost. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, though. we're going to save the best for last. Best but, for last. You know, but, but you kind of you know let the cat out of the bag. But I don't know. I, I, I really, yeah, it's up and down. But I really think he was <laughs> down. You know, I think he was down. I think he was in. Because, you know, I was torn. You, so you're saying he was in. Yeah, but, oh, we'll well. but you know, I was torn. I, I told you before the show last week, and, and I, I admitted that, listen, I'm not going to do This is a talk show. We just talk. Two guys just talking. Just we welcome everybody to call in. If they want to call in, they can call in and talk to us at 866-472-5788. But, you know, as they say, I want to keep it real. I was rooting for the Browns. I mean, my heart. So was I. And, <laughs> but they won the game. They won the game. They did. They but, won the game. But it didn't show up on the scoreboard right. and in the win-loss column. Oh. But, you know, listen, you got to do, you got to play within the rules. You know, just like last night's game, too. You know, the Yeah, Patriots, right. Look at that. You know, I really do not think, no, I do not think he had control of that ball. I'm sorry. You're talking about right at I the end there? Yeah. yeah. At the end, you know, if, if you're going to switch hands or whatever you're going to do, if it's in between hands, I, you know. I, you, That's you a free just, ball, isn't it? You just don't have control of it, uh, you know. But okay. uh, so is the game of football, and, and so is what the refs do, and that's their job. So and, you were hanging out in the uh, in, in one of the press boxes at University of Phoenix Stadium on Sunday? Well, no. Wow. No, no. I, no I, where I, were you? I, I, what I actually had a chance to do is I had a chance to do what they call Where Are They Now? Oh. And, and and throughout the league, uh, they have a program where they, they try to stay in touch with former players. It's all for the benefit of the fans. That, well, that, that, that's right. And for the team. And mm-hmm. for the team. You mm-hmm. know, it helps them stay in touch with former players. So who was all there? Uh, you know what? I saw one of my childhood idols. Who was that? Uh, up in the booth as I was walking around. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest football players that ever played the game. Um, Paul Warfield. Poor, oh, yeah. Paul Warfield man. was there. Uh, he played for the Browns, didn't he? He sure did. And the Ohio State University, and too. And the Ohio and we'll, State. We'll, we'll talk about that. that a little bit yeah, later. Okay. But, but Paul who else was there? Was there? Uh, there were a number of players there. Anybody, uh, in, you know, special? I mean, I, I mean Paul Warfield. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I know special? who he is. Yeah. You know, Jim was, Brown was there. What Jim Brown? That's special. Yeah. So, you know, the Browns, they bought out. You know, and you. everybody. Hey, I had a special time. I talked to one of my good friends, Who? former teammates, Who? and an ASU guy. Who? Mike Pagel. Oh, okay. Mike used to be the quarterback for uh, you know Arizona State back in the day, and I would say Mike was probably the quarterback. I, I played against him mm-hmm. when I was at college, mm-hmm. and then he of course That's way with me. back. Oh yeah, but he played yeah. with me with okay. the Cleveland Browns, and now he's uh, he's, Where, what's he's he doing? calling the game. He's calling the game. He's calling the games on the radio. Wow. On the Browns radio network. On the Browns so, radio. Yeah. Network. So we had, we we really had a great time. Well, we would like to say hi to all of our Cleveland Browns fans. 
friends were there Saturday night at that big party. Oh, we yeah, went you to. were hanging out. You were I was a, hanging out, You were yeah. a celebrity, huh? I was sl- they were all coming up to me. Yeah, I, you my I, had autograph and all I had more stuff. people over with me than you had over there with you. Fan man, fan oh, man. Fan man. Hey, fan man was in character, you know. We the went women to a, loved me. We went, oh, the women they, they loved me. They were hanging me. all over me. I thought this show, you know, normally <laughs> is a PG show, and the women aren't supposed to be doing that Well, we got to say hi to Bam Bam. Oh, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. I had a good time with Bam Bam. Yeah, well, you Bam know Bam Bam should call in, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, speaking of saying, uh, you know, giving a shout out to somebody, you know, I know we have a very loyal listener, you know, Who? to our program. A guy by the name of Jeff, and I understand that uh, Jeff, you know, lost his dad. He, he's a Patriot fan. Oh That's yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't like that about Jeff. That's one I, thing I don't like about him. But either, I like that. Pa- he yeah, he's is a Patriot a very fan. Very loyal yeah. listener, and I think he lost his dad, and so condolences yeah, out to condolences Jeff, to Jeff and his uh, and his family and everything. And of course, you know, you know, same thing happened the other day with. Uh, with uh, Taylor, you know, and Sean Taylor, they, they put him to rest, uh, I think it was a month. Well, you know, when you hear about that, basically they found those four hoodlums that basically uh, killed him. Uh, they said he, all he did was break into the house. In fact, they were doing maintenance in the house. One of those dudes was doing maintenance, and they figured, okay, this guy's not going to be around. We'll rob the house. So <clears throat> the story that I read is they went into the house, and they uh, Sean happened to be there, and he pulled out a machete, and it was face-to-face. The guy had a gun, and he and he blew him away, and that was the end of that. I mean, you know, I just don't, you know, I sit there it and was, go, It was a senseless killing. But there's four guys all, now. All, all, all killings Five people are, have lost are, their lives. senseless. Five families are ruined because these guys... We're going to go rob somebody? I mean, come on, makes, man. Makes no sense. Makes and, no and, sense. And I, I don't think the oldest guy was like 19 yeah. years old. I mean, they're, they're going down. That's life imprisonment yeah. or death, oh, one they, of the yeah. two. They're, they're going to go, without they're, a doubt, they'll spend the rest of their days oh, yeah. in jail. I, I will say this. Athletes many times are very vulnerable to certain situations. Sure I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to talk about stars, what it is. Hollywood because stars. you know what happened? Why? Is, is my understanding that uh, the media down in, in Florida, I believe, what they said is they reported that his house was broken into mm-hmm. prior to this break-in. Okay. And they kind of shed some insight of how the person perhaps maybe could have been successful. In stopping this it? Ha- no, in, in actually breaking in. And I think what Oh, happens, so they're teaching people how to break in. You, you oh. know, you put, and that's why I said I'm going to not reveal certain things that I could reveal. That well, the media does that all the time. Well, and, and, and again, you know, those things happen, and the media doesn't get blamed for it because they say they're just reporting Well, things. you know what? The other day, you know what they were doing? They were showing people how to rob stores outside of the store instead of... In other words, we're going to rob somebody, right? Let's say we're bank robbers, right? And we're stupid. So instead of being really smart, we're stupid people. We get a gun. If and, we're bank robbers, we are stupid. No, 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 no. No, no there's a couple ways to rob a bank or rob somebody without smart you know, way to there's, rob there's, there's two ways you're the dumb guy you walk in there with a gun put a mask over your face and and you're stupid because you got the gun the smart guys what they're doing is and i didn't even know they were doing this until i watched tv because the media teaches me all this what you can do is actually sit outside of a store and with a computer and a certain type of software as the and transactions are going through wires wirelessly you can just pick up all the information. Well, see that and, that's and, a lot and, easier. And that's what you are doing. <laughs> what I said I wasn't going to do. You're giving some insight to perhaps know, maybe you can be successful at doing this. It was on national And that's TV. what they did, and it cost somebody uh, their okay. life. Yeah. So I'm not going right, to do it. Right. So I don't know if that's no, the a, national media told me that. Well, I'm just telling you. And now you're sharing it with the world. There's only five listeners. There's one over there. One over there. <laughs> anyway, well, I, that's, I don't secrets. know what show he's listening to, but listen here at Rally Sports, uh, there's a little bit more than five listeners. But let's let's talk a little bit about football. Six. You know, uh, we're not going to talk about the Ohio State University. Let's talk about because this. Because there are too many people out there that are upset with me. Yeah, there are a lot of people upset with you. As being a former Buckeye. For, very you know, upset. I bleed scarlet and gray. Yes. And, and the fact of the matter, we didn't back in anything. Listen, you give us a schedule. Just like the New England Patriots, you give them a schedule. They had a week schedule. They go, no, you go down the schedule. Whoever shows up that day, you beat you them. You beat them. Well, they got a you, week. You the, win. The, the, 
You go to the championship. The screaming and yelling about this is that Ohio State had a weak schedule. Then you get the into, Ohio State. The Ohio State had a weaker schedule. Then you get into the bowl. Who who was selected? Who ASU's all pissed off. The fans are pissed off here. Everybody's mad. And basically last night they were saying, and basically this is on the blogs too, that ASU was not picked, and the reason for it was because if they pick an out of state team, the hotels get filled up, they drink more booze, they uh, buy more T-shirts. Listen, blah 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 blah. Hey, John Junker, Raymond. John, who believes that? John, who believes John, that? John Junker on the Fiesta Ball on Channel 12 here, which is an NBC affiliate said to uh, Bruce Cooper, who's the uh, one of the anchor guys in sports uh, on Channel 12, basically said to him, look it, man, we had four at-large teams to go with, and if the other team would have won, which would have been Missouri, I think it was Missouri, then West Virginia would have went to another uh, area or another ball, and what would have happened is um, Arizona State would have been picked to play in the Fiesta Ball against... Who? Okay. Regardless of who, let me just say we're talking about Arizona State, and let me just say this. You know why? You know why? Do you know why Arizona State is not playing in a BCS championship? Why? Because when the team showed up that they had to beat. USC, USC uh, they lost. Okay, so bottom the, line, they so lost. You so when it when it's when it's okay. it, when you're in control of your own destiny, you must take hold of the handles and drive. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, and that's and that's it. That's the bottom line. And not only did they not lose, they, it was an embarrassing loss. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I mean, it was so, so basically, uh, it, and they just proved uh, that they were not. And that's the same thing with Hawaii. Everybody knows that Hawaii could be. They sold their Hawaii's a good team, but Hawaii is not ready for USC, Ohio State, how, LSU, how do you know Georgia. That? How do you know that? You can look. Hawaii at, doesn't get the coverage of Ohio you, State. No, no, USC no. Guys. We've seen them on TV. They uh-huh. don't look that good. And let me say this to you. Well, Everybody said that that person who said something about well. If you gave it to ASU, you know, they're local. They lose money. Listen, you, you do not lose money. Why do you think you'll lose money? Well, because money? the hotel rooms won't be filled up. No, don't you That's have... That's what they said. Don't you have like fans that I'm don't the messenger. Live? No, but I'm saying, don't they have fans? <laughs> do all the fans of ASU live here in Phoenix? Uh, Yeah. Oh, well, then that's a big problem. They live in Phoenix and Tempe. Well, let me ask you about <laughs> the University of Southern California. When they play in the Rose Bowl, they all show up. They all show and up. And that's a home game for them. They're not worried about hotel rooms Well, there. you know what? That's a, that's a, and Bruce that's a Cooper, poor excuse. Bruce Cooper went Did after... Did Coop say that? Yeah. Bru- no, Cooper was after John Junker, who's the chairman of the Fiesta Bowl. And, he, and Junker and, came back and put him in his place by saying, you have no right to say it. That's the way the bowl system is no, set up. The BCS I bet you what up. Coop said is Coop said what you and everybody Coop, else was no, Yeah, Coop was on his ass. Yeah, Coop was like probably taking a position everybody else here is saying, well, you didn't want us in because you're not going to book up the hotel. That's exactly what it came and, down and to. No, and I'm going to tell you this. Wow. When, when a team who has tradition and they have an alumni population that supports the team, those people who now live, let's say, as an example, they live in New York or mm-hmm. they live in Pennsylvania. They, they fly out. They would come to the game. They look forward to the opportunity to go support their team. In a bowl game. So let me let me ask you a question. Are you going to New Orleans for the, the Ohio State game? Well, I, you know, I'm actually contemplating that. I've been to the last two championship games. I, I came to the national championship, which was embarrassing. We're here to redeem ourselves. I came to the one that we won. Of course, I was living in Pennsylvania at that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to support the Buckeyes. One way to, well, and if I don't go, then perhaps maybe you and I will watch the game. We'll watch Hail the Mary. game and have a, yeah, Hail Mary's have a couple beers yeah. and chicken wings. Have anyway, college football some, is so exciting this year. I mean, well, pro football, football, listen, what about last football night? Kind of last bored. night, New England. Now. The Ravens. Nobody gave the Ravens a chance. I'm not, I'm like not mistaken. Eagles. Yeah, exactly. I think it was another 20 point, perhaps maybe favored. They were favored by. A Remember, game? I talked about that blueprint. Yeah. Well, you the, think the Ravens looked no, at that Philly, Philly no, game? No, because uh, the Ravens play Raven football. Right. They don't Ray play. Lewis. Gonna, They'll kill yeah, them. They're not going to adapt to anybody else's football plan. Okay. They're going to go with their game plan. And you got to have the talent on the field in order to do that. And I think, listen, on any given Sunday, it may not be a team. 
that that's as talented as the New England Patriots, that that there's the one who who's able to beat them. I mean, nobody thinks it's going to happen. But Don Shula was in the booth last night as they oh, were right. talking yeah. about this game. Mm-hmm. How ironic is well, that? Don Shula is really upset about but, the Patriots. But how ironic Sorry, is that? Jeff. Because because he sits there <laughs> and he's talking about. If indeed they have a chance to break his record, mm-hmm. but they never. And I, these guys in the booth, I, you know, why don't they ever talk to him? But Don, what's the problem with the current Miami Dolphins? Yeah, they, they may they they they'll be just the opposite of your record. Well, what are they? Zero and twelve now. It's going to be the opposite. <laughs> they could yeah. be zero and sixteen. They could be zero and sixteen. I now, think they should just go for the zero and sixteen and get all the high draft picks. In modern day football, if you look across the the, the board at what everybody's doing now, there's no reason why a team should be close to going. Winless in the God, NFL. That's terrible. There's too many, too many great players. I out think you there. need to be a coach down there. No, I don't want to be a coach down there because if I go down they need there, your help. I'll, I'll get all Buckeyes. You, I'll get all right. Buckeyes. It'll be, it'll be a winning team. <laughs> Just take the. Do you think if the Buckeyes played the Dolphins, do you think the Buckeyes we, would win? We win. You win. So yeah, we would probably go. be favorite too. Well, I tell you what, we're having a lot of fun as always. <laughs> you know, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I hear some music, so I, I guess we got to pay some bills. But yeah, if you uh, hold on, we'll be right back with the number one co-host in the world. I told you, it's the kicker. Yeah, we're going to talk about those kickers. We're going to talk about those, no the punter kicker. and the kicker. Oh, man. They good. always make or break the game. I think we are. I think, yeah, we're going to get a new one this week. Who is that at? What is that? The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Anyway, you're back, or you 
we're all back here, right at VoiceAmericaSports.com with Ray Ellis Show and Fan Man. Talking about the NFL, football, college football, a lot of stuff happening and coming up during the holidays. we got Jeff on hold, Jeff from uh, Philly, our East Coast correspondent. Jeff, how are you? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Hey, great, Jeff. Uh, you know, things are wonderful for me, man. Uh, I'm a little sad the Browns <laughs> lost. I'm sad the Eagles lost. But the Ohio State University won, and Fan <laughs> Man just can't accept that. I but, can accept uh, it, yeah. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, I bet you Jeff's not. Jeff, are you, are you okay with that? Well, I guess being a Big Ten guy, I can <laughs> concede that it's, a, it's at least good to see a Big Ten team in the championship game. However, Ray, <laughs> um, if this year doesn't beg for a playoff, I don't know what year would. Well, you know, Jeff, I, I appreciate the support because I know you're a loyal Penn State fan. I'm and, a Penn State fan too. Yeah, and I, well, I, my condolences to both you guys, yes. you know, for the season <laughs> that you just had. And I think, I, I think finally now, Joe Paul is thinking about retiring. Is I that, is that right? <laughs> It only took 81 years of age. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah finally. Well, you know, Jeff, I heard they just released his salary the other day. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? It's unbelievable. It's how much money? I, I didn't see how much of, money he, he was making. Affairs. Huh? About $500,000 a year. Wow. Yeah, you know I mean, what? But, amazing. But, but Joe is a throwback from the old school. He's like Woody. He's like Bo. You know, he's like Bear Bryant. And those guys, mm-hmm. really, it was all about college football. It was about the young men. It was about the program in the university. And it was nothing about them. Absolutely, and it still is with it that way for Joe. Yeah, and you know, and and Joe's like, I mean, if if he had the money, you know, guys, what would he do? with it? he spends his whole life football. in football, you know, he's probably he probably <laughs> sleeps there. You know, he's probably got he two drives, pair. Of, he drives a used car, and he lives in a three-bedroom rancher. Yeah, he's got two <laughs> pair of pants that are extra long that he rolls up. You know, mm-hmm. he's got he got two, he probably got uh, two ties. He's got you know, he probably got five yeah. white shirts. He though. does. He has two ties. Yeah, man. But he's a great guy. Listen, I went to visit him, and I'm honored the fact that I, I was recruited by by Penn State and by Joe Paterno. And, and you didn't uh, go to Penn State? No, I didn't go to Penn State. Oh, you know, uh, but but oh, it, 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 was, it was an honor, oh. and uh, and I'm happy for him. Ray, did he come to your house? Uh, no, actually, he did not come to my house. I was I was honest. I was one of those. Where'd you meet him at? In a coffee shop. I came. To, I came to a couple games. Oh. Right. And uh, but that, I'm one of those guys. The clincher, I mean, you know, when Joe comes into your house and sits into your living room, that's that's when he gets you. Well, no. Here's what I and, and I'm glad you said that because here's <laughs> what I did. I did this to Notre Dame. I did this to Penn State. I did it to a few schools because I, I didn't really want to play games with the guys. And and I actually told him. I, I mean, the scariest thing in life. I was a 17 year old kid. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting in my high school in the coach's office, and the recruiter from Notre Dame is there. And I'm telling him, not only am I not going to your school, I don't even want to come visit. I don't even want to come to a <laughs> football Dame? game. Notre really? Dame? Yeah. Why is that? Be- I, just, I knew I wasn't going to go. I didn't, I didn't want to play games with them and something else. You know what? That's a lot of pressure. Well, they I, I, when they, I looked Bo Schembrecher in his eye and told Bo what I told him, I mean, I was shaking in my shoes. You, they should have had some hot, hot chicks there for you. Well, and a Learjet, <laughs> then you would have went. Some schools do that. Free food? I got a Learjet to go to Kentucky. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, so yeah, anyway. You know, so, but, Jeff. Well, Ray, I can, Ray, I can respect anybody who can just spurn Notre Dame from the, the onset. I like that. <laughs> no, I am not going. And Get that, out of my and, office. And, and believe me, that's when they were good. That's when the Browner boys were there. I mean, that, that, that's when they had a good football team. But speaking oh, of yeah. a good football team, the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. What happened? They, you they said played speaking this. of good football team, didn't you? Yeah, I did say football game, and that's why. I and mean, he said, "What happened? They used to be a good football team. What's happening? Are is the team falling apart now? What's going on? Oh, what's going on? Uh, they're not a good team, right? Um, you know, are we getting old? Are we getting old? Uh, in spots, in spots. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was your quarterback threw it to the other team four times. 
And uh, the problem was your, your starting quarterback was on the bench and the backup quarterback. Well, that's why he's a backup quarterback. Hey, Jeff, I, you know, last week we were talking about this, and, and they played so well against New England. Everybody said mm-hmm. that, even Madden and Al Michaels. Everybody's talking about how great the Eagles play. They, and I, I even thought, okay, this is going to be a good game, and they're going to win the game. Uh-huh. And Philly throws four interceptions. I mean, what, what's going on with this team? I mean, the offense falling apart. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, just... and that's the problem, fan man. It's that it's it's kind of a different thing every week. And you know, as much as the guys want to tell you that um, they're they're very close and they'd have lost about four or five games within four or five points, if it's a different couple of things every week, though, that's more indicative of a team that is in a little bit of a crossroads and doesn't do a lot of things well, um, but just does enough things well enough to kind of be competitive. But when you keep losing, you're obviously not a very good football team. Well, Jeff, let me say this. You know, it's interesting that they were close games, but I can tell you this. Two years in a row, mm-hmm. as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, we lost seven games one year by 21 points, and the following mm-hmm. year we lost seven games by 22 points. I think that when you look at what happens with a team when they perform so well one week and then mm-hmm. there's a big drop-off the next week, I can tell you a lot of that has to do with preparation. When you, It's like a big college football game. When you know you're playing your arch rivals, listen, mm-hmm. you know, hey, the guys aren't in class that Again, week. We, the guys are spending more time right. over to the facility in films and things of that nature. And I just think that when the Eagles were playing the Patriots, they spent more time preparing. That's an arch rival because you know, where they're hated. Well, they were undefeated. This was a team that was undefeated. But they're hated because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and they also right. were twenty point, you know, favorite. You know, the Patriots were, and the Eagles didn't want to be embarrassed, so they didn't want to be embarrassed in front of a national audience. And they mm-hmm. really spent some extra time. You have to do that consistently all the time to win, and that's why it's so hard for people to do that. Year after year, the yeah, dynasties you know, they talk about. You know, Jeff. You know, they they had the four interceptions, right? So the last of those interceptions came as the Eagles were at the Seattle eleven yard line in position for a potential game winning score. Instead, the Eagles lost twenty twenty four. I mean, you know what? He's right there at the eleven yard line. I mean, come on. They all, get, I don't. I don't. Yeah. What, what's no, going I mean, on? I, I mean, honestly, right there. you want to break it down this time, this game, you break it down to the guy who threw the ball, threw four okay. interceptions. If he doesn't throw, if he throws only two of those interceptions, they, they probably win the game. Win the game. Right. Um, that's what it comes down to. Well, I it, understand. It's not like that. It wasn't like that the first eleven weeks, but in this particular case, that's what it came well, down I to. And like I said, it's a yeah. different thing every weekend, though, and that's that's where you start to realize it's it's a, just a broader problem. Well, I understand that uh, McNabb is coming back on uh, this Sunday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you think that's going to help? And, well, isn't it, isn't that all the irony in the world that uh, the guy who everybody wanted to see take a step back so that AJ could play is now? being relied on to now win four games down the stretch. Right, that's exactly um, what we were talking about He went about from last hero week. to go to back to aspiring hero again very quickly and within two weeks. Well, this is uh, football is such an emotionally spent game. I, I've often told fan man that football, unlike basketball and baseball and hockey, mm-hmm. where you just have one game a week, which is equivalent to about a six or seven game you know series, Absolutely. emotionally you're just, you're just spent like that. So when Philly... You know, lost, you know, supposedly. I'm not going to say, because as players, we never say he lost a game. But right. he's carrying the burden of throwing four interceptions. He's carrying that for, that's like six a six-game, you know, losing streak that he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And the fans feel like that. It's like mm-hmm. he lost yes, six games yes, in a row. That's the beauty of football, isn't it, that every game really, really means something? Especially this time of the year. If you if you yeah. don't win it, I talked about this November and December, but particularly now it's December. If you don't win now, you don't, you don't play. Right. You, you, don't, you don't play you, in January. No playoffs. And you certainly right. won't be playing in February. So uh, let, let's look at some of the other uh, games in the uh, in the NFC East. Uh, I, I know the Redskins. That was a very emotional game for them, and we were hoping they could have won that game. Uh, and, and that certainly helps the Eagles' chances. Am I right? Uh, it helps the Eagles. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the Eagles have four games left, and, and very 
to break it down, they've got to help themselves first. But what really helps the Eagles is that the two teams that are ahead of them right now for that last wild card spot are Minnesota and Detroit. And, uh, you know, the Eagles have only won five games this year, but two of them have come against Minnesota and Detroit. So that, that's kind of in their favor right now. No, Minnesota's playing really well. With the Redskins. Minnesota's playing really good. They are playing very well. Yeah, but I think even though Minnesota's played they very, very well, yeah, Minnesota's been somewhat... Like every NFC team, yeah, other than the Cowboys and Packers, they're eminently beatable just by playing a mediocre game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when you look at Minnesota, you know, Minnesota has one weapon that everybody's aware of. And, and I think, you AD? know, when you, yeah, and that is all day long, you know. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, if, <laughs> if you find somebody who wants to put an eight man in the box and you got some good corners, you know, you can certainly, you know, stand a chance to beat them. You know, although the, the young man has the ability to do something that Barry, I've seen that Barry Sanders has this guy. And that shows you how mm-hmm. good he is for me to be mentioning him and Barry Sanders in the same sentence. And that Absolutely. is he has the ability to that's- come at you running full speed, and to put moves on you, and you never know where he's at. And the, the kid is showing some progress. The kid quarterback, I should say, uh, Tavares Jackson, is showing improvement. And I think that's – I know the Minnesota fans were very impatient early on when they started off poorly, and he was hurt, and not when he was not hurt, he wasn't playing too well. But he's really starting to, to you know, get some things together. He's working on that connection with Sidney Rice, who's becoming – they're kind of playmaker down the field. I mean, you can start to see the elements of a, of a of a decent team, you know, kind of emerging. And then when you have a star like Adrian, that makes it easier on everyone else. You kind of look at them as a future and say, hey, you know, this could be a good team because they have a very good, very good offensive line and a very good defensive line, and that's where you start. Yeah, and one thing about Adrian, I, I like when he goes to the sideline and he makes sure that he, uh, you know, he congratulates his offensive line anytime he's, Absolutely. you know, he gets a touchdown or a long run. But let me say this: a game that we're mm-hmm. all very much, you know, aware of. You're talking about taking control of it and, and and controlling your own destiny. We got the Giants this weekend, right? Yes, you have the Giants this weekend, and, and, uh, and they got to win well, that you game. You know, it's it's a, an important game for many reasons. One, because every they have to win almost every game now. Right. And two, they already lost to the Giants earlier in the year. So they got to win this remember, game. If you remember that game, uh, there was a guy named Osu Manura who made the Pro Bowl just off that performance alone. Six six sacks, and the Giants had 12 sacks in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, somebody said something the other Monday night when the uh, Patriots uh, had won a game and, uh, against mm-hmm. the Eagles, and they asked about a blueprint, perhaps maybe that the Eagles had come up with that some other people could use. Uh, mm-hmm. If that's the case, then uh, do you think that the blueprint that the Giants designed the first time to beat the Eagles will work again this time? Well, it, it, the problem with the blueprint is the personnel issue. Um, the, if you remember the last time they played the Giants, they had uh, their Pro Bowl. The Eagles had Pro Bowl left tackle William Thomas out, and uh, Winston Justice, a second-year guy, making his first start in, and it just went progressively bad to worse for Winston. He got burned a few times in the first half. And he it got into his head, which he admitted, and he tried to, you know, change his technique, which you can never do in the middle of a game, uh, you know, a night game before national television. And it just it got into his head. But now you have Trey Thomas, who's been fine uh, for the last six, seven weeks, and uh, I don't think you'll see a rash of sacks in the same way you saw the first game. Now, that doesn't mean the Giants can't bring pressure because they lead the NFL in sacks, but um, I don't think you, what you'll see last game will be able to – I don't think the blueprint will work the same way. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to kind of give the fans out there some insight because many times I think a, a problem with the average fan when they look at a game and they see that one team is able to do something and they're wondering, well, why can't we do that? There's too many other factors <laughs> that, that all the time. that's involved that you have to take into consideration. And it's personal. personnel is, is mostly mm-hmm. the key to sure. a success. If you don't have good personnel, if you don't have the players to do that, 
you're not going to accomplish. You can give the same game plan. You, you know, you I, I can give you the ball every time, fan man, and go out there behind that line. But that I'd win. That, that Tom Brady has. I'd win. And you won't won. get one pass out there to Randy Moss. No, because they'd be chasing me all over the field. But it's personnel. I, yeah. it, it's personnel. You know, and and so we just want to make fan, sure. That's a great fantasy, right? Oh, it is. It's your, that's why they call you fan man. Yeah. And listen, hey, uh, all you folks out there, tell you this: fan man's going to be back. Jeff's going to be back. I can only imagine right now. But we're going to take a break and pay some bills. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And we got Jeff on the line. We'll be back right after these messages. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hello? Hi, Bill. Uh, this is George Dewey from up the street. Oh, hey, George. How you doing? Good, good. Say, I noticed you've been walking to work these days instead of driving. Mm. And I uh, don't quite know how to say this, but... But... But what? But... But... Your butt. Your buttocks. Your butt. I think I found your butt on my front lawn. Have you recently lost it? As a matter of fact, I have, George. It's about time someone noticed. Well, it was kind of hard to miss, if you know what I mean. Anyways, would you like it back? Would I like it back? No, not really. So it's okay if I throw it out? Sure, that's fine. Take it easy, George. Small step number eight. Walk instead of driving whenever you can. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to help you become a healthier, well, you. Get started at www.smallstep.gov and take a small step to get healthy. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. to the pros, we, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. VoiceAmericaSports.com, the Internet's leading sports Internet talk station. On the Internet, we are on the Internet. This is Fan Man along with Ray Ellis on the Ray Ellis Show talking about the NFL. And we have Jeff on from uh, Delaware Online. Jeff is our Eastern correspondent talking about the Eagles and the NFL. Welcome back, Jeff. 
Hey, guys. Hey, Jeff, I got one thing I want to ask you because we're going to let you go. We know you got other things you got to do that. But listen, even though, you know, and I'm not going to use the word blueprint, but let's just say <laughs> this is the second time in a week that the Eagles have come close to beating teams that other people are interested in. How do they do it? Right. Okay, so this week we're very much interested in knowing how did you almost beat Seattle because <laughs> out here in the Valley the Cardinals have to go to Seattle and beat them. Even though we beat them one time very early in the year, they may be doing some things differently. Uh, so what do you think the Eagles, besides the four interceptions, I know you got to take care of the ball. Give us some yeah. other things that you think they're areas in which you think they're vulnerable. Well, like, again, Ray, that, that kind of goes back to personal a little bit. You guys have a drastically different offense out there where the Eagles gave the ball to Brian Westbrook and said go, and that's kind of their blueprint for every opponent now. Um, I don't think you guys don't have, you guys have Edger and James out there, but uh, he's a little bit on the, the other side of his career, and, and honestly, you, you got the Larry Fitzgeralds and the Boldens and uh, Kurt Warner chucking the ball around a little bit differently. So um, if you had Westbrook, I would say yeah, that would be your best option, but... Um, it looked to me like that, that Seattle is quick on defense. Their linebackers are fast, the two is fast, and uh, you have to do something to combat that. I mean, they're, they're, they're aggressive and they're athletic. I'm impressed with Julian Peterson. He's pretty much a versatile guy. So um, you're going to have to be strong in your blocking. You're going to have to be efficient in your passing. And, uh, you know, use your weapons the best you can. They're, they are a tough team. I don't think they're a great team and an elite team, but I think they're a tough team that's starting to find itself now in the four-game winning streak. And, you know, if you can get the hassle back, which the Eagles were able to do a couple of times, um, then you can get him rattled. And he can throw one up there that will be uh, prone to being picked off. But, uh, you know, with Alexander back, they're starting to get healthy and, and find their role a little bit. Hey, Jeff, uh, talking about Seattle and the Cardinals, the Cardinals in the news right now, uh, Bowen's mm-hmm. out. He has a broken toe, or they call dislocated, which I call broken. Uh-huh. Uh, and Fitzgerald is out. They're both oh, uh, wow. hobbling around, and the, the, in the media, the coach, which is Wisenhunt, is saying that uh, they're going to put on some little brace on his toe, and mm-hmm. I find that to be really stupid. But mm-hmm. uh, with those two with those two wide receivers, all pro wide receivers out, I think the Cardinals are going to have a hell of a time beating the, the Seahawks based on what happened in Philadelphia. They may have to lean on former University of Delaware standout Ben Patrick a little bit then. Huh? Oh, yeah, our boy Ben. Right they don't there. like him here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they don't like him here. No, no, interesting oh, you, no. you bring that up because uh, Wiz actually praised the play of the tight ends. They're starting to improve. He, he's actually happy with the tight ends. Well, their, their play is starting to improve. And uh, Ben's a Pope. specimen, man. He, but well, Pope, yeah, Pope, missed the, Pope missed a couple. Of, uh, we'll talk about that later. But Pope missed a couple uh, balls thrown right to his to his numbers. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the tight end, we're, we're getting some improved play out of our tight ends. Uh, which is actually helping us a bit. But, right. uh, so, but and the thing about Ben Ray, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but he was projected by a lot of a lot of scouts as a as a second round or third round guy, a first late first day guy, and I'm pretty sure Arizona wound up getting him uh, very late, right? Sixth round or something I think, like that. Yeah, he, so, he, was, seventh he, round. he was actually seventh, seventh round. Seventh rounder. I got uh-huh. a little empathy for and sympathy for those uh, late round guys. Now, you you're know, a late I'm round sure. guy, right? <laughs> I was next to the very last pick, so <laughs> don't give up on those late round picks. You know, sometimes you you know you, you find a diamond in the rough there. I believe the Cowboys found one in Romo. Hey, I don't think, Romo yeah. wasn't even drafted, was he? I don't even yeah, no, I don't even where he, where he came from. Was Romo drafted at all, Jack? Romo was. Yeah, I believe he was drafted. Very uh, late, uh, though. Sixth or seventh round. Yeah, very. Uh, out of Eastern. Eastern Illinois, was it? Uh, yeah, very, very, Cowboys? very late. So well, coming, coming, uh, talking about coming out of that, talking about Green Bay and Dallas. Look at that game. I mean, did Dallas really show that they are the team to beat? Well, no. They did. I, I, I'm going to. Huh? T- what? What? In no, my no. opinion, guys, let me say this about the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a very, very good football team. You're exactly right. But we got to go back and and for some reason or another. I don't know what Brett was thinking, but Brett just he was going for home run balls every time he he lined up to pass the ball. 
Ray, I couldn't agree with you more. I was just about to say that the Cowboys established themselves as the elite, but Brett Favre really didn't help out the team's cause by almost kind of taking a step back from the last two years where he kind of he was kind of the Cowboy at quarterback there, and, and it seemed like they completely abandoned the game plan that they had in the first quarter and um, tried to do a little bit, force it a little bit too much downfield. And, that was and, my uh, feeling watching that game. They should have just stayed, stayed the way they've been playing all along. I think they would have beat them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Aaron Rodgers came in and and really started to kind of lead him back doing doing what Brett Favre wasn't doing. So that's something Green Bay is going to have to learn from. And and I think maybe the the whole everything got to Brett, you know, know, uh, his comeback year and against the best team in the NFC on on Thursday night. It it might have, you know, lit a little bit of a fire under him because he is a fiery guy. And also history. History has shown that Brett Favre has never won in Texas Stadium. You know that's correct. Yeah, you yeah. about that, right. It, right? It's just not a place of which he's he's performed well. But so too much pressure on him. Yeah. Well, going into that game, guys. You know, we can go back to last week's show, and I talked about it. I, I Dallas has some horses over there on, when it comes to the receiving, end, and I just didn't think mm-hmm. that. You know, the Green Bay had enough, you know, people in the secondary to really control those guys. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Especially they're high, without they're Charles Woodson, well. uh, Ray. He was on the sideline. Beg your pardon? That game. Especially without Charles Woodson. Yes. He was out of the game, and that made a big difference, I thought. Yes, yes. So, and, and so I, you know, and that's, and that's one thing about it. I'm going to mention this about the New England Patriots. One thing about it is, you know, again, this is a year of which, if you look over history, a team that stays healthy. You got to have mm-hmm. your personnel on the field. If you're banged up and you're and you're missing starters, a lot of teams are banged up. Y- yeah, but you got to have good backups, and we're going to talk well, about we that. We talked about that before. We're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit later. Hey, Jeff, we really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, it hey, it's Ray, been can, fun- I, can I get on one more thing before you let me go? Real oh, quick? please, please uh, do. I wanted to get this out there because it's just something I've I've seen lately, and maybe you can. If I don't know if you see much of it, but you can comment on it. We can talk about it later. Um, I've been watching some Jacksonville Jaguars games lately, and I'm really impressed with David Garrard. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen much of this guy, but if you watch him play, and you know he, they lost to Indianapolis, but they, I think it was twenty-eight, twenty-five. He did a pretty good job. This guy can play quarterback. I don't know if he's going to make the, the Pro Bowl ever because he's got Brady, Man, uh, Brady, you know Manning, Paul Palmer, and, and Roethlisberger. But if you ever get a chance, watch this guy play. They made a good move by getting rid of Leftwich and giving this guy the job because I think this guy is an emerging star. You know. <laughs> And I'm going to agree with you, but, uh, you know, I think it took a lot of guts by the coach to pull the trigger, you know. And, Absolutely uh, did. There was something that he saw in this young man and, and felt confident that he was going to be, you know, the right guy. And it could have cost him his job if it didn't work out well, that they, way. They said that in the beginning of the season when they got rid of uh, Leftwich. Yeah. They did say that. It could have cost him his job, but he made the right choice. Obviously, he saw the guy in practice. He saw him in preseason games. He saw him when he got a chance to come in for Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Leftwich and, uh, well, if you, look he, at, if you look at the Jaguars, they're 8-4. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think he's only thrown a couple interceptions yeah, in the just, entire no, year. No, he's, he's, he's thrown one, and it took 200. 190 attempts this year before he did it. Wow, yeah, and, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, but I, I've heard a couple of guys on telecast that have been giving him a little bit of praise, and, but probably oh, okay. not as much as he deserves because if you if he's thrown two interceptions, the other guys have thrown more than two interceptions. Well, I think oh, if they absolutely. get to the playoffs. the lowest in the NFL. I, yeah. think, I, I think if they get to the playoffs, the Jaguars, you're going to see a lot of David Gerard. They'll be talking a lot about him. Well, they, they should make it they to should. the they, they should. If, if they should at 8 and 4. Yeah, they should be in there. Well, anyway, thanks Jeff. for getting that out, Jeff. And listen, anything else you want to get out, be sure to get it out whenever you call in. And uh, by the way, why don't you remind us of your blog where people can check out some of your comments as well? It's uh, www.delawareonline.com. Appreciate it, Jeff. Okay, we'll thanks, talk Jeff. to you next week. Talk to you next see you week. Guys. Thanks. Bye. And
anyway, Jeff. Okay, we're going to go at it real fast, right? We go at it real hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good. The, our, the Tweety Birds will be coming up. we got four what? minutes. So we, we got four minutes to talk. Hey, you know wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. What? Tweety wait, wait, Birds. Wait, 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 wait. Tweety Birds. Now, you called them Tweety Birds last week. Oh, yeah, they're still the Tweety Birds. They came back, and they they deserve your respect. Come on, you got to no, give them No, I'm not giving them respect. I be, thought Cleveland was honorable I, fan, no, You know man. what? I don't understand one thing. You played in the NFL. I did not. Now, when they're they are ready to throw the ball or run the ball, and they're at the one yard line or two yard line, and they're at the fifty yard line, if they throw the ball in the air and it's at the right at the at, at, right at out of bounds, right on that line, the wide receiver goes up and catches the ball in bounds. Okay, okay, in bounds, and he gets pushed out. Is that on, a okay, touchdown? Okay, Here's what we're saying. Wait, I didn't finish. Human, and if the guy, that's human error. That's wait, human error. If the guy is at, at, on the two-yard line or one-yard line and he goes flying in the air, he never touches. The only thing that the ball goes over the plane. He never, but his body never touches the ground. He's over. As soon as the ball goes over, you always see the refs with the touchdown sign. What happened on Sunday? I have a problem. Well, listen, understanding that. Well, what happened is what happened? it was you not, were there. It, it was not what you said in what? terms of the ball going and crossing the plane. Yeah. A guy what is it? He didn't dive with the ball out and stretch it over. The, but he stretches it over. He caught what? it in his hands. But one, it was his feet. It was his feet that we okay. were concerned about. So the pass is different than the rush. Well, no, it's uh, a, it's, a, it's the ball of what you're saying. But you're but again, you're wait, talking wait, about you're talking about the ball being in possession. Yeah, he was a in possession. A person being in bounds. Right. A person having both feet on the ground. Right. Now, okay. if that happens, that's a touchdown. Okay. If indeed a person jumps up in the air, but they push And if out. they would have come down in bounds. Right. But instead of coming down or having a chance to come down inbounds, they're pushed out of bounds by the defensive player. Do you think that should have been a, re- a, re- a replay? To, not a replay, but you know, to, to review well, a review on the play. My understanding, it was reviewed because once the, reviewed once it? the official goes under the the tent oh, the, the, or the hood, or the hood, he's reviewing it. Okay. And so I don't know why they came back and said what what did they tell you guys on TV. It was not reviewable. Was, I, I, th- I thought they said it was not reviewable. Well, I, they, and I and I if I, you I, reviewed it, how do you come back and tell I, me it's not I, reviewable? I don't, know what, I don't it. know what is re- <laughs> I don't know if it was reviewed or not reviewed. All I know is that they the guy he caught the ball. It was did the guy go under the and hood? And he pushed him out. Did he go under the hood? Yeah, he, he, he went under the hood. Then I think, that's yeah. that's what you call officially that's what you call okay. reviewing. Well, there were, you know, there, I, I felt bad for Cleveland. I thought I did you know, I, I you know, I mean you're a Brown, you play for the Browns. I, 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 felt, I felt bad for them. I, I, I really did. I think the Cardinals really, if you want my personal opinions, played a sloppy game. Uh, again, they lucked out. Uh, defense. I mean, it was just back. You know, are you and, just trying to find an excuse? What? Are you, come on. No, I'm not trying to find an excuse. I wanted the Browns wins, but I'm going to give credit where credit's due. They won. It doesn't make a difference you know how what? you win. The upgrades. Just on the, win, baby. No, the upgrades on the offense and the special teams have not proven to be major improvements at all. They, no, 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 no. Listen, no, you can't believe not. everything you read. You can't believe all that stuff they put those papers out there because let me. I believe you're telling everything me that I the read. Upgrade to the special teams are not any good. I believe. Everything Breston was. I'm telling you what. I bet you Breston is probably about 75 percent of the production of this team because of the field position that he gives them. And That's he's from exactly Michigan, right. and I can't believe <laughs> I'm taking up for that guy. You yeah. listen to Rail Sports <laughs> on the Voice America Network, the number one co-host yeah, in the yeah, world, yeah, who's yeah. pissing me off because I got. I am too. I got to take up for a guy from Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. We'll be right back after <laughs> these words. He should be a kicker. I told you, it's the offense and the special team.
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on the Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. You're listening to the Voice of America Sports yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio Network. Oh, and this is Fan Man along with Ray Allison. We're going to behave ourselves. I'm talking about those balls. Maybe you ripped those balls off of that. Now I want to know the story. That's a famous baseball player. Who was that? The play for the Phillies, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was Tugger. Tuggy. Yeah. Tugger. <laughs> Tugger. That's a little funny story. Listen, God bless you, Tugger. But Tugger, you know it's a funny story. But Tugger I, did a lot of stuff. When I was a rookie, stuff. we were hanging out one day. I remember the that. The baseball players yeah. and the football players yeah. the same locker room and all that stuff. And, and Tugger told me by the time where he was out playing one day and he was climbing a fence and, and fell off the fence and, and, he, and he ripped his sack. Yeah, he ripped the sack right open. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And yeah, his they, mom they, came they, out and saw it and she fainted. And his sack was sitting on the hook of the... <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Hey, let me say something else. Before we, before we get... By the way, before we get why, back... Why, why, why. And we go in and we finish about the Cardinals, I want to do this. I want everybody out there who don't... Who, for some reason or another, they do not know... Who? That Ohio Where? State didn't have... Who? We're not the only people who participate in that, but there was a coach's poll out there. There's a reason why Arizona State didn't make it to one of the BCS polls, because in the coach's poll, the coaches voted them number 11. Yeah, there you go. 
The coaches. The coaches. Not did. the fans and everybody no, else. I, you the know coaches I, I, Dennis Eric, Okay, now, now, now I'm getting more confused. Oh, Dennis, Dennis Erickson was named Pac-10 <coughs> coach, <coughs> coach of the year. Of the year. Right. And the other coaches ranked the team number 11, right. but he's the coach of the year. In the Pac-10. In the Pac-10. Right. That he took a team that really sucked. From Dirk Cutter, who screwed it all up. I don't they think that team, no. You know what? That team did not really suck. Talking about personnel. Okay, so you're saying Dirk Cutter was the problem. No, well, also no, personnel. Same as, team, as same guys, personnel. No, when they mature, a year difference you know, makes you know a lot of You know what they were saying guys. about Erickson? You know what they were saying on TV about him? Basically, what Erickson did was he came in and he lets the players talk to him. Like, you go to him and you say, you know, hey, coach, we want to do something like this. We want to do something like that. And Erickson lets them do it. Erickson gives them the freedom to be football players instead of being so structured. Like in radio. If you work in normal radio on a radio station, you're structured. Like on the Internet, you can say what you want and do what you want. You can experiment with different and things. And you and I are just two guys just talking about sports. Yeah, and we just experiment ourselves. That's why a lot of program directors around the country want to hire us. And I keep on saying no until the money's there. There you go. But, you know... You know, so so, so what are you saying? And then we're going to be, st- be structured. In other words, Erickson is saying to the players, or the players are saying to Erickson, hey, let us try this out. Let us try something a little bit different. And Erickson goes like this. Yeah, because he's a coach, a coach's players type of coach. He likes to let the guys play the game the way the game's supposed to be played. And he came in, and they all revere this guy. And he has, you know, he's played in the NFL. I mean, coached in the NFL and, and Washington State and Oregon and wherever he's been. He's been Pac-10 of the coach. And then he comes down here and does it again. Wait that man, next, listen, that man is a great football wait coach. Wait till next and year. And I'm not using the word the wrong way. He no, has, he is. He's a good football he coach. He has taken teams to championship Sh- games stinky in, in teams. several different stinky divisions teams. in different leagues. And took them up to the so top. He, that's right. So he's, this, he's a great football this team, coach. This team was like 5-7 five, five or whatever it was last year, and he takes them to 10-2, and two, almost wins the Pac-10, almost goes to the Rose Bowl, and, it, and these coaches around the country are saying it's number 11, but then he's voted <coughs> the Pac-10 coach of the year. That just tells you he was the best coach in that because of what he did okay. in this well, conference and well, what he did. You know, to take a team from last to first, and they weren't really last last year. They were very they weren't com- good. They were very com- no, they were competitive last. No, year. they were, but they weren't they weren't like they were this year. Well, I mean, yeah, this year's a guys I mean, are ASU alumni must be really really. Oh yeah, they're excited yeah, about excited the football about here. The football. Yeah, and that's like I'm excited about the Arizona Cardinals because I believe the Arizona Cardinals are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, and I I don't care if if you get back uh, again. I don't care if your running back who's been out for a while because he's banged up comes back. I I don't care. The Arizona Cardinals have a good defense. You know, it's like you said earlier with Jeff on the phone. It's now December. Wait, wait, it's now December. No, it's it's Sean Alexander. It's now December. They want to get in the playoffs. Now, when they played back in uh, the first game with Seattle, and we we won. No, week two, we won. You know, twenty-three to twenty. Um, and win this week would do wonders in the divisional race if the Seahawks falter in the stretch. I don't think they're going to falter. They, the game, it's right there for them to take. And I don't, with the Cardinals having problems with uh, Antoine Bolin, he has a dislocated toe, which is a broken toe, we by the way. Th- our three best players are not going to play. Right. You know that. And a fellow wideout, the, the fellow wideout receiver, Fitzgerald's not going to play. And then Adrian Wilson's not going to play. Adrian Wilson. So you got three major players that are not going to play. And now they, and now Seattle's bringing back uh, Sean. Sean Alexander. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, but, but listen, but you and I, I talked about it earlier in the year, right, right, right. and that was what, what, what Wizard Hunt said he was going to be a te- he was going to build a team, and he was going to build a team with depth. Also, yeah, but we right? talked about depth before in the backups when they played Denver in the preseason and they lost twenty three to three. Yeah, but that was now, in the preseason. That, this no, is this is no, regular season. Yeah, now. Uh, I, it is? this is oh, okay. regular season. And guess what? The game is on the line. And I told you what happens in this time of year with teams that don't make it to the playoffs. You also don't make it back the next year if you're a player that does not become a productive player. So not only are these guys playing to make it to the playoffs, 
they're making it so that they will also, I mean, they're going to win, so they'll also be on the team next year. I told you also. Yeah, you did Look change, at the roster, yeah, and you, the roster will change tremendously from year to year to year, and pretty soon it'll be a team of people that he chose that he to be on this team, unless you're productive. Well, some of the fans are saying this. It's not a must-win, and the reason that's is... That's crazy. Now, now, that's what they're saying. Is they, they need to win three out of the last four games. That's what they need to do. They, they have to assume that they're going to win the last two games, which is the Rams or the Saints. Uh, if they do, they finish 9-7. Then they have to hope for a little bit of help with uh, Minnesota. But uh, This is a must-win. This know is what? a must-win because, I, you know, I, you got it. You, first of all, you want to sweep Seattle. You want to put it in your mind. And listen, we control you. We're not going to sweep Seattle because... Uh, we oh, yeah, the first I'm time. sorry. Yes, yeah, right. We want to sweep they, them. But, but remember, guess what? You And you brought this to my attention earlier when we started doing this show. And what was that? Is that the Cardinals actually had more divisional wins last year, mm-hmm. and that, but didn't have but, the best record. But, the but they record. actually had the most divisional wins last year. So we should be, you know, we should win. And then I think the last game of the season we have at home, we're playing the St. Louis Rams. We don't want them to come in. And, and you know, and be spoilers. So we got to win this game. There's, there's no doubt that we don't have to win well, this game. Well, how do you game. think they're going to win the game when they have three major players out and they got Sean Alexander coming back? And Seattle's saying we're going to win this game because if we win this game, we're going to knock them out. We're I'm going to give you some credit. I'm going to give you some credit finally because you, you brought something to my attention that, that a senior citizen can still play football. And you got a Edwin guy James. named Edwin James. Yes, uh, yeah, you, you, see, you, you go were, go you, pound go pound the ball because go. I saw the offensive. You know, you were there. I, one of our you, big offensive linemen, right. uh, Lazui or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, he's at USA. Man, he goes right. out to the end zone and, and tries to jump up into the stands. It's the funniest it's funny. thing because yeah, he, sure he gets about that far off the okay. ground <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to go and jump up in the end zone. But the offensive linemen, they're actually you know they're patting each other on the back, they're hugging each other, they're excited when they do well and i'm telling you at the end of the game when it's important but don't just wait to the end of the game run the ball from the very beginning pound the ball from the very beginning and it will open you up your right? passing and, and right you're you're 100 right they got to pound the ball with edron james and uh the other runner uh, oh jj errington, JJ errington. A, a change of pace change of pace but edron the edge i mean he was pounding that on sunday and i'm going this is what they need to do keep on pounding it but don't have the interceptions pope pope has to catch the ball yeah, or got, he's gone yeah, yeah we got i think pope's gone this, no he's not after gone. this season i think no. pope is missing i mean there was a touchdown right there threw him right to his numbers yeah and i'm going to no he's not gone <laughs> We're going to keep him. We're, We're going to keep, keep him. him. But okay. listen, let, let's right. keep doing what we always right. do. We have a little fun because we go down through okay. the schedule here, okay? Let's go through the schedule. And so uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go through the schedule as I normally do, and I'm going to ask you what do you think, okay? Yeah, okay. Tell All me right. what I think. Okay, real fast. You tell me what you think. Uh, Chicago and Washington. In Chicago and Washington, I would say Redskins. Redskins. Okay, how about uh, Miami and Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo. Uh, St. Louis and Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati. Dallas and Detroit. Oh, Dallas, easy. I hate Oakland, to say that. Oakland and Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay? Yep. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, Tampa oh. Bay and, and Houston. Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, Carolina and Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, Giants and Eagles. We don't have to talk about uh, that. Uh, that that's going to be sickening. I don't want anyone to discuss that. Well, who's going to win? Don't. Uh, you know why? I'm an Eagles oh, come fan. On. Eagles hate the Giants. Giants. Okay, go ahead. Okay, San Diego and Tennessee. Uh, San Diego. Oh, wow. That's a good, you know what? That may be the game of the week. Um, that, that may be the game that, of the week. Okay, we got one minute to close, so I, we we got we got to go fast here. Okay, uh, how about uh, Minnesota, San Francisco? Uh, Minnesota, easy. Uh, us and Seattle. Uh, Arizona. <laughs> Kansas City and Denver. Uh, Denver. They both stink. They both stink. <laughs> Cleveland at the Jets. Um... Cleveland, I, I would have to see Cleveland win that game. They got to win the game to get in the playoffs. Yes, Cleveland. Pittsburgh, New England. This is really supposed to be Pittsburgh the game. Pittsburgh and New England is the game of the week. Uh, Pittsburgh. 
I'm picking Pittsburgh on that I'm, one too. I'm picking Pittsburgh. How about uh, Indianapolis and uh, Baltimore? Um, I'm, th- I'm, I'm going to pick Baltimore on that. You going to pick the Ravens over Indianapolis? No. Uh, yeah. Peyton Manning? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay, New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, who cares? Well, New Orleans, uh, they got to <laughs> do that, man. Atlanta's got maybe one win, you know. Okay, but, let's get back to the Cardinals and the Seahawks. The Sea Ponies, the Sea Trojans, what do you want to call them, whatever. Who is going to win this game? I tell you what, we're going to see our way out of here, and the Arizona Cardinals are going to win this game. I'm thinking Seattle's going to win the game. <laughs> okay. You're on, Remember brother. Remember what he said. You're on, brother. Hey, Seattle. man, we've had a great time, it's as always. Tape. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice American <laughs> Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Go Bucks. Told you it's the kicker. Go Bucks. The kicker. Go Bucks. In New Orleans. Time took my chances With the distance now I'm back.